Hello there, Alaskans, wherever you are. Welcome to the Must Read Alaska Show, coming to you from somewhere in Alaska. This is the place where we talk about, you guessed it, Alaska, where we keep the mainstream media on their toes and where we are standing up for what's right and a world run by leftists. You can find out more by heading over to mustreadalaska.com and also checking out the Must Read Alaska YouTube channel for some really great content. But first, let's get this party started. What's good, Alaska? This is Scott Levesque, and you're listening to the midweek edition of the Must Read Alaska podcast. Thank you all for joining in today. Very excited. We got a special guest again. He's uh, gracious enough to give us some time. But before we get into that, as always, if you could just take a minute and give us a five-star review, that helps this podcast immensely. It helps with search engine optimization. It helps when you're looking at specific topics that we touch on here at Must Read Alaska. Additionally, if you want to take it a step further, we'd love to hear uh, from you in a written review. That takes just another additional minute, and we love hearing from our listeners. You guys have been gracious. It's been great to hear your feedback. It's all been positive, and we just ask you keep that coming because it's been great. So if you could just take a minute or two, give us a five-star review, and if you want to, give us a written review. That would be phenomenal. Well, ladies and gentlemen, as you know, we have been in the thrusts of a runoff race here between Forrest Dunbar and Dave Bronson. And I am pleased to announce that I have Mr. Bronson on with us today. Dave, thank you so much for joining with us. Scott, uh, thank, thanks very much. I appreciate it, especially to, uh, to Must Read. I appreciate this. Absolutely. Uh, again, I know you have a lot going on. It's very busy at your campaign right now. But let's just get right into it. You know, one of the things that we're, we're looking at now is we're heading towards the end of this runoff uh, campaign is kind of our overall thoughts about the entire process for you. I mean, before we get into sort of the nexus, the flashpoint moment of what made you run, can you just kind of give us a synopsis of how you felt over the last almost year now uh, in terms of the campaign process, in terms of going out and meeting people, in terms of just the entire process itself? What are your general thoughts about that? How has it been for you and, and your family? And, and, you know, just kind of give us a little bit of a rundown of that. Well, there's been really uh, no surprises. I'm old enough to kind of understand, uh, I think, and, and been um, observant of different campaigns. There's no surprises. It's very busy. Um, it's, it's like a whole new, another world of things you have to learn. Uh, we have, uh, the best thing I did was pick a great team and uh, they've got us, they've got us through this, this, this part of the process. And now we're uh, working on uh, a lot of the same team is on board working us through uh, the, the closure process of the of the election, this vote counting business, and then uh, and into transition. And, and right now, uh, my time is focused on, on on transition because that's that's what I have to do uh, going forward. Absolutely. And, and talk about this sort of at what point did you realize that you were a candidate that was having momentum and that you were you were looking at one of the top two candidates that would eventually uh, lead to this runoff. When did that kind of crystallize for the campaign and specifically for you? Well, those are two different questions, actually. Uh, thinking we were in the top two necessarily, that wasn't um, immediate. But the fact that we had energy, because energy isn't the only thing that wins campaigns. We knew we had energy almost on day one uh, because the amount of volunteers 
Um, and those are the folks that actually won this campaign was the volunteers and the people that that managed them. And uh, we knew we had on day one a, a great following. Uh, and it was later on that we thought, you know, I, I'm guessing towards, you know, December, we were pretty confident we were going to be in the top two. And, um, and, uh, and, and, and it, it, it turned out to be that way, obviously. And uh, we're real happy with the results. And we're, we're just absolutely, Deb and I are unbelievably thankful towards our volunteers. And many of them are still here in the building, uh, in the office, working this curing process. So uh, we're, we're going to be curing right up until the process ends. Yeah, it's been pretty amazing to see the amount of energy that you've been able to maintain through the entire campaign process from uh, beginning really till even now. Uh, you know, I was able to talk to some of your volunteers and and they're going at it. There is no rest for the weary here. And so that no, was really no impressive in the energy. Um, no, the, the formal campaigning transition right into the counting, monitoring, observing process, and, and then certainly the curing and canvassing process. It's the energy is just continued, and uh, and that's you know thanks in large part to the uh, the leadership of our volunteer teams, uh, um, mainly Bryce uh, Wilbanks and, and Stephanie Williams have been leading as they have for the last year or, or so that effort, especially it's, Stephanie on that. Yeah, for sure, and I mean, people don't realize how many volunteers you need to be successful, and I mean. Have you been just blown away with the amount of participation from people maybe you don't even know that just believe in your message, Dave? Uh, yeah, it's, um, I mean, they, they were, I, I, there's no difference between a volunteer and, and me, the candidate, in a lot of ways. I'm a candidate because I don't like, I didn't like the way the city was, was running at all. Uh, it was shocking, quite frankly. And, and that was the same motivating <coughs> influence for the volunteers because i talk to them every day and they're doing their part i'm doing my part we're all working uh, pulling on the same end of the rope and uh and and this is what it's brought us to so i you know and they know they're not doing this for me um because <laughs> if you would ask me 12 months ago if i was ever gonna ever wanted to be a politician i would have laughed at you but it's worked out and we're uh we're we're at where we we are where we are at because everybody uh did their part yeah, you know, that dives into the to really my my next kind of set of questions that I have for you, Dave. 12 months ago, you said you would have never thought this is where you'd be here in, in no. May 19th of 2021 as as right now leading uh, in this runoff. And, mm -hmm. and it's pretty amazing, Dave. I remember, you know, obviously you and I uh, were at a lot of those events in the summer of 2020. I definitely remember the moment that you uh, publicly announced that you were running for mayor here in Anchorage. But let me ask you this, what was sort of the flashpoint moment for you? Um, and, and I don't know if there was one specific moment, but what was the point for you that you just said, yep, I'm doing this? Was there a, was it in the midst of that summer of 2020 last year that was just, there were people down there, there were, you know, AO66 and, and, and everything that was going on. What for you was the crystallizing flashpoint moment where you're like, I'm running, this is it? Well, it, there was no flashpoint at all. It was a, a process over a, f a few or several weeks, and um, and and it just culminated into a. And that's why I, you know, kind of make decisions as we we staff a decision 
well. And that's what we did with some, some key advisors uh, and friends. We sat down over a series of, I think, three meetings over a few weeks and just, uh, and, and I says, okay, uh, I'll, I'll be the candidate as long as I don't have to run the campaign. And uh, that gap was filled. <coughs> the interim or the lead-in manager, uh, that, that job was picked up. And then, and then we transitioned at the first of the year uh, to uh, a, a formal campaign group that, that does this professionally. And, and, and between those two groups of people, it, uh, it got us here. You know? yeah. And again, I'm not, I'm not as so full of hubris that I think uh, that, that I got us here. I, I was the guy standing there with the right message, believing the right things and communicating them. But without the team, none of this, you know, none of this happens. You, 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 it's, you can be the greatest, literal, literally the greatest uh, um, uh, candidate in the world. And, and if you don't have a team, you're, you're not going to win. Yeah. No, again, kudos to your team. You do have a phenomenal team out there. Um, the, the question really is this before we wrap up sort of the, the overall campaign thus far. Dave, was it just was it a right formula? I know you talk about team, but your message, I've talked to many people, including small business owners, people that were just there during the um, many nights at the Lusack Library when yeah. they were protesting. Was it was it just the fact that your message was at the right point at the right time in which was a pandemic that was essentially killing the economy here in Anchorage? Do you just felt like your conviction was it was just it aligned? Everything just seemed to align. Do you feel that way? Well, again, that's what I kind of get at. But let's be um, factually clear. The, and, and I don't mean to alienate people, but we, we need to be precise on our terms uh, the the pandemic did not kill the economy our response to the uh, to the pandemic um killed the economy and so one we need to be precise and i'm not trying to imply anything there now was our response good or bad um it's quite clear uh, and i've said this for for months it was it was the wrong way i think we're now learning that uh, i think that's becomes self-evident. It was never the mass death event we were threatened with uh, 12 or 13 months ago. And it, and, and it became quite apparent to me and, and, and those medical professionals I was reading on this that it wasn't going to be a mass death event. So then we started asking the questions, um, why, are we, why do we continue to do this? And why did we continue to do the, uh, all the shutdowns and the mandates until just last week? You know, in, in phase, you know they eventually phased them out. But um, uh, I, I think it was a very um, unsci unscientific uh, methodology that they used or, or rationalization that they used. And, uh, but we're here, um, we gotta keep looking forward. My job is as mayor, if, if that's the way it turns out here next week, um, my job is to move the city forward for everyone um, and, uh, and, and kind of put this behind us and just deal with the aftermath, which is stimulating business, helping getting out of the way of business, of businesses. So they, the entrepreneurs can, can get us back to a, uh, to a healthy financial condition for the city. And because again, my, my ethos is this is the, the business of our city is not government. That may shock some people, but the business of our city is business. Right. And, and business pays the bills. They 
pay the wages of, of, of our great muni employees and, and, and non-government employees, which pays the property taxes and all the other taxes that when the re that's how we create the revenue, which makes the city function as a government. And, and people just seem to have forgotten that the, the very fundamentals of society. I'm, I'm a very much a pro-government guy, but I'm a, I'm a small government guy. And I think government needs to be less intrusive and govern less. But what they do choose to do or what we're going to choose to do, they need to do it very well because the taxpayer deserves that. No, I agree. No, that's well said, Dave. I appreciate that. Well, let's just talk about the hypothetical because there are some news outlets out there right now that are that are just kind of running with the hypothetical. And one of them was the Anchorage Daily News, ADN. And they did an, an, sort of an op-ed over the weekend with their editorial staff. And a lot of it had to do, and, I, and again, on Must Read Alaska, we wrote about it, uh, you know, to get along, you got to go along, if you will, with sort of the mm -hmm. gist of it, which is, listen, what are you going to do to work with the left-leaning assembly and the 50, quote, percent of the population that didn't vote for you? Um, do you, I mean, I don't know if you've read that, but have you, in your mm -hmm. mind, have you started to formulate a way that you're going to work with the assembly if you are elected? And, and this idea that 50% of this population voted against you, it just seems like they took the worst possible take on, on, on this election. It was, you know, well, 50% don't like you, so whatnot. Didn't seem very unifying, Dave, is what I'm trying to say. Well, a lot of elections, uh, many elections are, especially in this day and age, uh, are not landslides. So every politician that comes into office is faced with this same thing, this 51-49 split of percentage of the, of the split. And, and, uh, and of course, we're going to have about, what, 91,000, 92,000 people out of 291,000 people, uh, roughly 240 thousand ballots so not everyone has spoken but that all aside i'm here to govern for everyone um uh i'm I, i've said this many times over the campaign that i will agree with even the most left members of the assembly on probably 80 percent of the things because we all need to plow streets and, and fix potholes and, and and potholes don't care um george martinez always said this I think it was, yeah, the, the, the potholes don't care if you're a Republican or Democrat. There's still a pothole. And, and that's right. That's a good ethos. Um, on the 20% of things, um, for example, the $51 million that they spent last night in one night. So remember, 10% of the budget for the entire Muni budget was spent last night. And I'm against that. And uh, we know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. They're trying to uh, inhibit they're trying to create encumbrances for me that I'm they think I will be compelled to abide by uh, because uh, but um, we will look at every last expenditure and and we will see what's what's actually gonna you know what's actually going to happen and uh, they'll be they may be partially successful in, on some of those things it's it's the nature of the business but uh, they they haven't even looked at, and of course, the uh, the more moderate John Weddleton and the two conservatives Crystal and and uh, 
uh, Jamie, they, they voted no because they wanted to delay the decision. And that was, you know, John and, and, and Crystal and, and Jamie, they made a good decision. You know, this new spending, we know what it is. Everyone knows what it is. It's a political move to create problems for me going forward. And, um, and, and so I guess the question would be then, are they going to work with me? Because right now they demonstrated last night that remember, if, if this gets settled, it's roughly 50% and 49%. I'm going to say 50% or 51% of the population disagrees with them. And are they going to work with me? Because we've got to get our spending under control in this city. It, it, that's just the path we are on uh, is, is clearly not fiscally sustainable. And, and I've learned uh, at my age, you never argue with mathematics. And so they, they shut down the economy for almost a year. And we don't even know what the net results of that shutdown are economically, therefore financially. And then they spend in one night, uh, a month before they, they are six weeks before they go out of power, they spend 10% of the entirety. <laughs> That's foolishness. So ask them if they're willing to work with 50 or 51% of the population that, that I think are of the electorate that I represent. I think that's a great point, Dave. And here's why I think that's a great point. I think you hit the nail on the head. The ADN comes out with an article this weekend saying, are you going to work, you meaning you, Dave Bronson, if elected are going to work with the assembly and the quote 50% of the population that voted against you. And yet the demonstration on Tuesday night was just the exact opposite. And it, and it goes, this is me talking. It just goes to the narrative that's always there, which is do as I say, not as I do. And mm -hmm. it, it was absolutely, it, it's, it's blatantly absurd to spend $51 million in one night like that. Uh, yeah. You're absolutely right. They knew exactly what they were doing. They know they're trying to make a headache for you. They know that by spending this money, there are things that are quote promised. And, and it's, it's, again, it's one of those things I look at and I go, man, you, you guys just know how to put your foot in your mouth when it comes to this. So uh, I, I do agree with you. I think you were very eloquent in saying that, but let's turn the table now. There is going to be 51% of the population that did vote for you. And I think a lot of times in politics, Dave, we just assume when the guy, the gal we want gets in, everything's better. People don't realize yeah. this is not a speedboat. This is an aircraft carrier. And it takes yeah. time to turn the ship around. And yes, so, it yeah, it does. And people think automatically that they're going to go from uh, devastation and an economy that's been draining the toilet to all of a sudden now we're just flowing with cash. That just doesn't happen. As example of last night on Tuesday night and what happened. So I guess what I would say is, you know, if this runoff does show that you win and you've got 51% of the vote, what can people expect from you? In well, the first, fiscal, first and foremost, fiscal responsibility. Uh, yeah. Once we get access to the books and we do not have access to that, we'll get a sense of, of, of the financial condition of the city and where the money is and where it's being spent, and where it's been spent. We're, we'll, we'll look at all those things and then we'll make, hopefully it's not that bad, um, but then once we have the data, we will make decisions to make us financially uh, sound again. And, um, and that's just what we have to do. We're, we're going we're gonna to run this place in, in a financially sound manner. It just, it has to be done. It's, it's, 
Republican or Democrat in the office at, at this point, after a year of shutting down many of our, our businesses, which create the tax revenue, which goes to government. Um, and, and, you know, and especially in spite of, the, you know, the folks across the city just got a big bump in their property taxes because, because of this very same problem and, and this failure to understand or the failure to recognize uh, the debts that we had, which had um, compelled us to recalculate how we do property taxes, which resulted in not in a decrease in property taxes, but a significant increase. So that's got to be addressed. And, um, and we will do that once we get access to all the data. No, that does make sense. I mean, at this point, you know, where you are, you're still in the midst of the runoff. So obviously they're not sharing anything with anybody in, in this process. But, um, you know, I think, like I said, I, I want our, our listeners to be aware that uh, if Dave is elected, it doesn't just happen overnight. I mean, it takes time. It takes policy. It takes a lot to get in there. And, and Dave, the, what I've been telling our listeners is this. Listen, in 2022, there are four assembly seats that are going to be up for election. And uh, those are important seats. I mean, in one year, you can change the entire complexion of the city. And I think it's really, really important that our, everybody gets out there and continues. I, I think one of the things that's been great, Dave, about you and your campaign and your team is that it's shown, I believe, the municipality that if you have the energy and you have the resilience to continue through to the end, that there can be great change that happens, that the voice of the people can be heard and that it's, it's the way we change our city. And I've never told, I've never said to anybody how they should vote. All I've said is that they should vote and that their vote does matter. And to move forward is, is an important aspect of how they change the city for who they, where they want to see it go. So uh, I'm not going to take up most of your time, but I do appreciate you coming on. Uh, I know you're a busy man. I know you got a lot going on, but uh, you know, again, we just thank you for running Dave. I I think it was. Yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing my civic duty and, and the, those folks, the 91,000 roughly people who, who voted, they, they did their civic duty. And, and we'll, we'll bring it all together. Uh, we'll work together to solve the problems. And, and, uh, and just we got to get up every day and, and keep looking forward and, and, and getting the city to, uh, first and foremost, on a firm financial footing. And then uh, in the process of that, we've got to start getting the building going and and, and we, we need to build things in the city, homes and businesses and commercial properties. We certainly need to focus on the development downtown and the, the repair and uh, rebuilding of the port. Because I'll tell you, if that we're one earthquake away from a disaster and that disaster will touch everyone. And that is uh, if that port is unable to process the, the Matson and the tote and the concrete and the petroleum products that we have, everything has to come through Seward. And you will see that overnight in, in the prices you pay at cars and Fred Myers and Costco. And it that will be a disaster. So we, we've got to get the big things fixed. And that's the economy, in a spe- which really means the port. No, I, I totally agree with you. And again, that's probably another long form podcast to talk about the port. But Dave, again, thank you so much. Again, it's been phenomenal to see your team working together, the momentum. I think it's really changed the political landscape here in the municipality and specifically the engagement of the people. And so it's been great. I think it's at the perfect time. I think your team has done a phenomenal job. And again, I appreciate you just taking the time to talk 
here with us at Must Read yep. Alaska. Happy to. Absolutely. Well, I'm going to let you go. And that's it for okay. today's podcast. Um, thank you so much again, Dave, for joining with us today. I want to let you know if you want to get more content from Must Read Alaska, it's very simple. All you have to do is go to mustreadalaska.com or you can find us on a variety of social media, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, MeWe, Rumble, Parlor. They're all on there and it's under the username Must Read Alaska, all one word. Again, I just want to thank Dave and his team. They've done a phenomenal job and I do appreciate their time. And I want to thank you guys, the readers, listeners, and supporters. If you love this content, we would love to continue bringing you this and so much more. The best way you can do that is by supporting us. And the easiest way to support us is to go to mustreadalaska.com, go up to the top right-hand side and click the donate button. It helps us continue to provide a full picture of the news. And I think that's more important than ever as you're seeing nationally and even locally, the fact that you're only getting one perspective of the news and we're here to bring you the full perspective and uh and i appreciate working with suzanne downing and john quick incredible team here uh we're pumping out tons of content and just get ready because there's more to come so i just want to thank everybody again until next week take care